Welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Week 13, almost in the books, headed towards week 14, Monday night football still to come, the usual Monday morning rundown. Look back and look ahead here with Jacob and Taylor's in the room working here as well. All right, let's have at it. What do we got this week? Uh, Obviously kind of a busy week. Yeah, wild week of football, uh, fantasy playoffs are quickly approaching for a lot of people. I think it starts uh, week 15 for a lot of people. Week 14 is usually last uh, cutoff week, so we'll get some fantasy names later on the list. Uh, A lot of big matchups next week, including Philly, Dallas, Buffalo at uh, KC. So uh, not sure where to start, but I think one of the most confusing uh, news today that came out this morning is Derrick Henry is not in concussion protocol. Took a big hit um, in that game. Kind of got swept off his feet and took a helmet right to the uh, or shoulder right to the side of the helmet. Did not return. It was Ty J Spears down the stretch in a game that had two block punts, a punter leave on crutches, pretty much everything in that game. Missed extra point. Ryan Ryan Tannehill was holding. Uh, I don't know what to make of of the news that uh, Vrabel said Derrick Henry's not in concussion protocol. So that's implying he never had a concussion. Did anyone ask at the press conference if he didn't have a concussion? Why didn't he return to the game or sidelines? Did he talk to reporters post game? I don't believe he did. I think I'll have to follow up with all that stuff. We can see on Sick Insights. We'll be tracking that all week. But by our data, usually twenty two percent has been the clearance rate for a player, um, whether skill position or not, coming back without missing a game. But if uh, I would assume that he'd have to presume uh, proceed through all the steps without symptoms. But that sounds like he doesn't have symptoms today. <sighs> Rabel sounded very definitive by saying he's not in the concussion protocol. And this is where the wordsmithy comes into play. Remember Brock Purdy earlier this season with symptoms on the plane? And I was like, oh, he's not going to clear. But somehow they determined, I believe, the symptoms on the plane were not a concussion. And therefore, he was able to clear the next week. He's one of the guys that have done that. And... There was, there was a Gus Edwards too early in the season that Harbaugh said, oh, I'm not sure if he's in the protocol or not. We'll let the practice report decide. And then he was FB on the practice report and out of, out of the protocol technically. So he didn't want to mince words with that. But yeah. the So let's explain this. First of all, let me put an end to the myth. Skill position players do not return more slowly than non-skill position players. There's really no difference whether you're a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, fantasy relevant or not. Quarterbacks are not held out longer, nor are they returned more quickly. They're at the average. It all depends on the concussion. And, and that's right and fair. The doctors shouldn't be jury-rigging the process based on the position that they play. But let's explain this and Derrick Henry. And the other one we'll get to is Jalen Hurts. Okay. So the way the process works is this. Whether it's a buzz down, whether it's suspicious hit or symptoms or whatever it is, uh, the norm is to go to the blue medical tent first. And let me tell you something. There is no such thing as a full evaluation in the blue medical tent. All it is is screening questions. What happened? Do you remember what happened? Did you get hit? Did you see lights? Did you lose consciousness? You know, what day of the week is it? What was the play? Fairly simple conversational screening questions. If there is any index of suspicion, if there is none, that's when they can get cleared and come back in right away. If there is any suspicion, then you need to take them inside for a full check. And statistically, I don't know if we've kept it. Once you go inside, it's overwhelmingly that you don't come back. Yeah. But there is a small window where you could say they went inside because of high index of suspicion but didn't have symptoms. Jalen Hurts, he came back into the game against the 49ers. But Derrick Henry's a little unusual. He did not come back into the game. I believe he had time to have finished the concussion evaluation. Maybe... We're threading a needle here where the doctor said, we're still not sure you had a concussion, but we need to watch you for another hour to be sure. Um, we're still, so we're holding you out right now. And now the fact that Mike Rabel says he's not in the concussion protocol is basically saying they determined he never had a concussion. Now, he didn't talk to media, but maybe we were still in the process. 
if he had a concussion, by definition, he's in the protocol. But now by saying he's not in the protocol, if he never had a concussion and he was only in the protocol process to diagnose the concussion, he doesn't need clearance from the independent neuro to return. And we talked about how Derrick Henry usually dishes out the punishment. Yeah. But this is why they say don't leave your feet. Once you leave your feet, you get that initial surge of being airborne. But now, unless you're Superman and can change directions in midair, you're committed to where you're going and you're a target. And uh, that's what happened to Derrick Henry. Uh, and he got spun around a little bit. Yeah. Big dude. But anyways, so I guess they're saying no concussion for Derrick Henry and no concussion for Jalen Hurts. But yes, concussion for Derrick Carr. Now, remember, Chris Olave just this week returned from concussion. I right, did not miss a game. Yeah. Did not miss a game. So uh, the things that you've seen out on Twitter, nobody has returned. That's not true. Only 3% of that's not true. It's 22% is the number. What well, is interesting from a just analysis standpoint that no two concussions are the same, too. It's not like if a guy's had a bunch of concussions in his career that they're going to hold them out longer, that type of deal. I mean, maybe out of precaution, there's some conversations behind the scenes hey this is what's best for your health but it's not like that leads to a longer concussion recovery well you know Derek carr had a concussion earlier this year and now this is his second one right i would be very very surprised if Derek carr cleared concussion protocol to play this week besides the 22 percent number if this is indeed his second one on the season it's really hard to confirm that because uh he did fp the last wednesday that he did he was in the protocol so I mean, they always just say he has, they don't say physically he has a concussion. So this is the second time he's been in the protocol, but I can't definitively say that this is the second concussion. Correct. And if he does indeed, this is indeed his second concussion, he is definitely not playing right. this week. But that's yet to be fully confirmed. That's a kind of the thread the needle question, I guess, for Dennis Allen and, yeah. and others, et cetera. Wishing the best for Derek Carr, but please just give me a full Jameis game. <laughs> we, we had the the uh lions going against the saints lions minus four and uh james coming to the game was the worst possible thing but he he's so exciting to watch <laughs> Please. 30, 30 for 30 was, yes. was um, you don't know what's gonna happen uh, uh it's interesting um we'll see we'll see what happens there but definitely uh james still there is interesting he's animated a uh, big one for uh, offensive struggling recently. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, high ankle sprain um, by video. You saw that the hip drop tackle that injured him fumbled on the play. Um, they ended up getting shut out. Zeke had 17 carries for 52 yards after Stevenson left. But uh, is there any chance we see Stevenson on Thursday or even the following week? Zero. Um, high ankle sprain. He's lucky there wasn't an associated fracture. We've said it before. Hip drop tackles are dangerous they're as dangerous as horse collar tackles some could argue more how do we outlaw it i don't know i mean it is i mean the defender's got to make a living too i mean is it you just can't leave your feet and land on their legs behind them it's tough yeah i mean you're going to run through a lot of tackles is it a quicker whistle uh, like to end touch, if you're bear hugging their waist, we're gonna blow the whistle more quickly to save you from. I, I don't know. I, I could I mean, see so many fumbles getting called back from that too. That was, that was already happening to play this week with the Broncos. That a quick whistle negated a fumble. So yeah, it's it's tough to adjudicate. Yeah, there's been enough referee issues, and and Ramondre Stevenson fumbles because he lands on his ankle and in pain and reaction drops the ball. Uh, so, uh, yeah, look, this could be his season, right? Uh, high ankle sprain. If he goes on four weeks, IR, that's basically the season, especially if your where, team is two where wins. the Pats going to be in four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, et cetera. So no, no chance for Thursday, uh, at all. I thought one of the more interesting things we saw was who's the runner. He had a, yeah, as uh, Taekwon Thornton had a, I think it was an end around that ended up going for 39 yards, something like that. But uh, Devontae Parker, supposed to be lead blocking, got a little distracted on the play. He celebrating number one, like this is going to be a touchdown. Put his hands up, everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, the defender 
continues to run and chases him down from behind and whereas barker just needed to turn around and block and maybe maybe the, the patriots actually win seven to six uh Brandon Staley owes Devontae Parker a favor there, maybe. Celebrating a touchdown on a game where you get shut out is is pretty crazy. <laughs> Premature I mean, touchdown celebration. I mean, he was right in this sense. He there was one safety coming over and he did beat that safety. Yeah. So, but it was the guy trailing <laughs> Devontae Parker that that catches him. Uh, anyways. They might just want to throw that film out from last week. I, I know the NFL does want to. That's not going to look good in the film room. What do you think Bill's going to do with that one? Uh, Okay, I've heard from enough guys who have been on the Patriots. Let me give you an example of what Bill's going to do. In a team meeting, he's going to say, Devontae Parker, stand up. Oh, What were you thinking here? (laughs) What is your job on this play? He didn't give him the floor. You know, yeah, and well, you know, these <laughs> like I've heard about it from everybody. Like people yeah. have told me stories. That's where Tom Brady was really good for the team. Bill would do that to Tom. Hold and, everyone accountable, and you know, do your job. What was your job on this play? <laughs> I mean, to celebrate the touchdown. <laughs> yeah, do your job. What are the rules? Do your job. Contrary to public opinion, Bill lets his lets his players talk, mm-hmm. but his rule is, don't talk about injuries, and only talk about you. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about what the opponent might be doing. Don't talk about your blockers or yeah. anyone else. No finger pointing, nothing like that. Yeah. Talk about you. You can talk. Don't talk about injuries, but you can talk about you. Yeah. That's why he got mad at Wes Welker when he had the jokes about Rex Ryan and right. the feet. Because you're talking about somebody else. Yeah. So his rules are pretty simple there. Um, but, you know, it's, that's, that's so much more effective than just laying into a guy yelling at him on the sideline. I think just the, the slow play and the dread of, of having to stand up in that meeting. Oh, it's yeah. giving me secondhand. So. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, I mean, I can't speak for right now, this year, this team, but right. that's how it historically has been done. I mean, if you really... I think we talked about it historically once when we had Doug Flutie on the podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, he'd stand up and embarrass anybody. <laughs> but he wouldn't be like, you know, Brain, you just say, stand up. Tell yeah. us what you're thinking here. I just like, you, know. you see the film, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Uh, and uh, it's not a good look. The film doesn't lie. Wow. Uh, well, another fantasy darling that uh, unfortunately uh, went out this week, Tank Dell, the left ankle, high ankle fracture, uh, the worst degree of high ankle that you told us. Um, interesting that he, he was injured on a run block. He was the lead run blocker at, I don't know, 5'9", 165, something like that. He's a shifty little speed threat, and uh, they got him lead blocker for Damian Pierce, who ends up landing on his ankle, and uh, that knocks him out for season and playoffs if they make a run. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, look, I'm not going to question play calling or D'Amico Ryan's. Don't know what it was, but yes, if you're on the football field, you have to block and even quarterbacks. Now, blocking in the pile. Now, well, I guess you could say that a smaller player like Tank Dell is probably hanging on for dear life when he blocks, which yeah. then makes the roll up on the ankle more as opposed to dominating and moving feet. But you do have to block in the NFL, and wide receivers do have to block. He's not coming back this year. Guys, he's got a fracture. He's a speedster. He's not a plotter. I mean, forget his size, but he's a speedster. He's uh, Look, not even doubting Houston. Houston is outperformed. Houston looks like they may be a playoff team. I don't know how deep they're going to go. But A, even if they went to the Super Bowl, which, okay, we'll all agree (laughs) that's still a long shot. Tank Dell is not coming back this season, unfortunately. Aaron Rodgers still has more of a chance to come back than Tank Dell at this point in time. <laughs> is it the week that we finally put that to bed, Doc? Aaron Rodgers, the comeback hype there. They fell to four and eight. Uh, they play Houston next week, actually, and then Miami. At, he still has two weeks of the practice window open. I'm sure he's going to be at practice. I'm sure there's going to be in the conversation. What's the realistic chance, if you had to put a percentage on it, of, that he returns this season? I mean, I'm a little... I'm almost nostalgic about this. My whole week last week was the daily Aaron Rodgers videos yeah. and commenting on this, that, the other. And we said then he wasn't moving that well. 
could he progress to play? Uh, yeah, maybe if the Jets stayed alive, but four and eight. Okay, I'm still not used to the 17 games. Right. Now, you got to remember with 17 games, I'm very used to the 16-game schedule. And with the 16-game schedule and, uh, you know, in general, uh, 11 and 5 is a very odd year that you don't make a wild card. The Patriots didn't make it that one year with Matt Castle at 11 and 5. Very unusual. And 8 and 8 gives you an outside shot outside shot yeah nine and seven there usually is a nine and seven team that makes it but sometimes a nine and seven that knocks you out and and ten and six usually makes it now with a 17 game season and the third wild card too and the third wild card how does the math work i think nine and eight gives you a chance i think 10 and seven is pretty darn good right that's why it's looking right right now and 11 and six is almost all but a guarantee. Right. Nine and eight, you know, that's where they're at, right? It's borderline at best, yeah. but eight, nine, unlikely no to shot, happen. Yeah. So they're up against it. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers going to play this week against Houston? I doubt it. But if they lose to Houston, stick a fork in it. I mean, so uh, I'll kind of miss the, the, continual chatter about Aaron Rodgers and in my line this last week and maybe I shouldn't have said it I said look he's doing great for where he's at and kudos to him but right now I'm faster than Aaron Rodgers and no one's going to put me in at quarterback or any position in the NFL and that's not saying a lot uh, you know he's still hard to speed up biology kudos to all the hard work we said from the get-go it wasn't impossible he's not there yet but the Jets have to stay alive. Otherwise, why take the chance? Yeah. Now, more curious to me, you were talking about what's the Zach Wilson chatter? What's going uh, on there? Apparently, there's a report this morning from uh, Diana Rossini, reputable reporter, more than, more than reputable, but uh, said that the team is leaning towards putting Zach Wilson back in. They did put Trevor Simeon in the game, swapped out Tim Boyle for him, and uh, there's reports that Zach Wilson is reluctant to re- return to the starting role. Was there a reason why? feels he's not ready the offensive line doesn't want to go down on a sinking ship mad that they skipped over him for trevor simeon to put him in because he was the third on the depth chart they made a point to say that or or whatever they listed simeon was third zach wilson was third third and then simeon was second and got put in the game so maybe zach wilson's mad that they didn't put him in the game for tim boyle okay i'll ask you this question (laughs) i'll even let taylor chime in here yeah just a hypothetical and the quarterback room, the position quarterback is different, right? It just is as the leader and what have you. What is a worse look? A quarterback saying, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know. Whatever Zach Wilson said when right. he got in trouble. What was it exactly again? Um, something to the effect of, uh no i don't know the defense and apology i didn't do anything wrong. oh that's right yeah yeah i mean taylor will get that quote so i'll get it right or a quarterback saying i want to go back (laughs) now i'm good (laughs) like i mean any player says i don't want to go in i mean what what's especially the quarterback position what's worse i think this one's worse you think this one's worse? I, i don't think there's any coming back from it it's like what what's the alternative that he's out the league like no one else is going to take a chance on him given how he's looked the past couple of weeks we've talked about the o-line issues maybe it's not all on him but maybe there's a maybe there's wiggle room for some cleanup interpretation that uh uh he's not sure that he wants to go back in i mean yeah. maybe there's some threading the needle i'm not doubting diana Rossini, but right. i agree that's just doesn't sound good right if you're any sort of anytime you don't uh, let, let's talk about well there's people saying that Robert Solo stuck with him way too long, too. I mean, there's like multiple weeks that he struggled and they had the opportunity to go to Tim Boyle. We've seen what Tim Boyle can do. But now that now that he's, okay. quote, stayed in too long and then he doesn't even want to go back in. Or, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know if this sounds any better. What if the quarterback says, you know, right now I think we're trying to win and I think Trevor Simeon gives us a better chance to win. But even then, that's a little, <laughs> that's a little mm, raised eyebrow a little right? bit. But I mean, that sounds better than I'm. Then I don't want to go back in. 
<laughs> there's got to be more explanation yeah. to that because to me that's really really interesting there but let's go the next step further i know it's later on your list here caleb williams yeah he's uh there's new came out this morning that he's skipping the holiday bowl uh matchup against louisville to uh prioritize getting ready for the nfl draft nothing new in the college landscape especially with nil but uh interesting move if you're his teammates so this cements he wasn't there some thought he might come back yeah so this cements that he's turning pro right right if i would have to think you just didn't confirm him coming back there there's no way he was ever going to come back i think it was like an empty threat like oh i'm gonna kind of jerry rig who who i go to by coming back to college the the john elway baseball yeah. draft yeah thing. More that than yeah does he have to give back any nil money i don't think so i'm just asking the question i, don't know. I would what, say it's regular season and the bowl games don't count that's, I would say that. I would, I would agree with that. I don't know all the rules. They're all very. I don't. You, know, you can't make nil contingent on getting bowl eligibility. I mean, I know it only goes primarily to those athletes, but. Well, but nil is such a black box. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how these guys get paid. Do they get paid every week, every month? It, was it one lump sum? I don't know. How did Florida State not make it? We'll never get an explanation on that either. So. Okay. Don't get that. <laughs> I know. Sorry. This is an NFL podcast, but. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's injury-based. Their starter was out, there, backups in concussion protocol. So there is there is precedent. Let me tell you, Caleb Williams will get asked about this mm-hmm. at the combines in the meetings. It's a mindset thing. It's, like, yeah. it's a look, Nick Bosa basically did it for you know his whole final year at Ohio State. Nobody you can make the argument Jackson Smith the Jibba did the same. He had hamstring issues, but didn't really rush back to Ohio State, didn't play in any bowl games. I mean, hasn't had the hamstring problems, haven't haven't followed him to the league. Maybe he did offseason work to solve that, but yeah. It's just something that he'll have to address. I'm not saying it's he's wrong. Yeah. Is it purely because the game doesn't matter? Like if CJ Stroud, you saw him playing all the way to the final buzzer because Ohio State was in the playoffs and so I think that's the argument that he would have that yeah. this is not for a national championship. And if yeah. we were playing for a national championship or the Pac 12 championship, I played. I played all the games. This is an extra game that I didn't sign up for. And it's just the Holiday Bowl, even though it's. <laughs> don't don't dish the hometown Holiday Bowl. <laughs> no, but you, you get, so I, I think it's it's okay. But he'll they'll ask him, how come? Yeah. You know, what about you're the quarterback leadership? And the question you'll have to answer is so. So you have a guaranteed contract, and as soon as we're out of the playoffs, you're not going to play anymore? I mean... I get the argument from the player side, though, too. Why am I running out there for a bowl where I'm not making any money? Arguably, you made your NIL money on the regular season, and only thing that can happen is I decrease my draft stock by picking up a legitimate injury that might affect my season. No, I get it, but I think there are still some old-school decision makers that that would say the other way, yeah. What about the love of the game? What yeah. about the leadership of your teammates? I'm not questioning him. I'm just saying that, you know, from my time in the NFL, and obviously I'm old guy now, yeah. I think there would be the questions. But it's happening more and more, so it's become the norm. So I get it. With the transfer portal, what's the odds that uh, every quarterback knows the whole offensive's name <laughs> or even <laughs> coaches? I mean, people are swapping in the transfer portal year after year, so... Well, that's how I don't know how you can. It's like you owe it to your teammates. Well, I just met these guys last year, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, transfer portals now. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I don't know how college football pundits pick teams, and uh, you yeah. got to know all the. Tra- I mean, that's it's its, its own it's, headache. It's unbelievable free agency, right? Yeah. Is what it is. Uh, just to go back to Aaron Rodgers real quick. Don't have to get into all the Twitter conspiracy theories I've seen, uh, and I have seen them all. Um, <laughs> Is there a difference between a partial tear and a full tear? There's some thought that, oh, this accelerator recovery is because it's only a partial tear of the Achilles. It was not a partial tear. By video, we can go over it. It was 100% a complete tear. Um, The accelerated rehab is he's pushing the envelope. And did the speed bridge technique provide some early strength from the tape artificial sutures maybe but it doesn't accelerate healing 
which is why he still hasn't been able to run. You know, it's all about the chances you're willing to take, and I've said it all along. If he played any other position but quarterback, we would never even be having this discussion. If it were his back push-off leg, we probably aren't having the discussion. If it's not Aaron Rodgers with his arm strength, where you see last night pictures of him throwing with his both feet off the ground in the past, we wouldn't be having this discussion. If it weren't the New York Jets with a great defense being, quote, one quarterback messiah away from doing something, we wouldn't have the discussion. If it weren't the New York media market, we wouldn't be having the discussion. If it weren't Aaron Rodgers whipping the story, we probably yeah. wouldn't be having this discussion. It's a unique set of circumstances. It's risk-reward. I mean, you're talking to the guy who risk-reward patient consent Philip Rivers allowed him to play in that AFC championship game on a torn ACL six days from an e-scope risk reward in terms of what it is so uh, like we talked about I said that they had happened after Sala confirmed it that there was a chance he could return but it not until he could run he's 70 percent weight bearing yeah he's not ready yet and when he is ready or even marginally ready where are the Jets? And right now we're at that four and eight. That's where they are. I mean, yeah. if they're five and eight, maybe we'll talk about it again. But at four and nine, if that's the case, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how quick the conversation flips to Jets next season and how they're going to look with Aaron Rodgers fully back. That wasn't even a consideration when when he tore it. And you were the first one to say that I don't think this is a career for him. I think he's coming back. Well, if he play the McAfee hit I was like I guarantee he's going to return next year right. but he's going to be 40 I'm like no he, he's 40 now. I mean yeah not an issue uh, at least that part's put to bed hey there listeners of the sports injury central podcast ever felt the wear and tear of intense training we get it recovery is crucial that's why we're introducing you to mushroom life unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures soft gels and more all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies. Perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroom lyfe.com uh one other one we didn't get to yet uh got some coach speak on kenny pickett um they said it was a right hand ankle sprain um that was the one that was in the boot yesterday and he's having a surgery to accelerate this the healing process and they're estimating two to four weeks for him to be out well let's put it this way you did pull up video where he heard it on the cut and it wasn't as he approached the goal line, he was falling down already. But the cut wasn't a high ankle mechanism. So maybe there's more film mm -hmm. that's high ankle. He did have an ankle from the previous week, but he was FP all week, kind of downplayed it all week, said, oh, it's just something I'm dealing with. Well, let's put a sidebar story here. I'm not against the tightrope surgery, but the tightrope surgery is not a biological surgery. It gives you suspension to hold the fibula and tibia the syndesmotic ligament together more. It does not accelerate healing. It's not a bad product, it's fine. I could never figure out, I hope I get the sides right, Tua, when he had that in college, high ankle surgery, and then returned and all this stuff. But then I've done some research and we finally figured it out. Because as I watched the game, I'm like, that right ankle sprain is not even a high ankle. It's what are you talking about? And Remember, he kept playing in the game. And remember, he walked off the field, okay? Yeah. That's not, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, did he walk off the field? No. no. I mean, okay, <laughs> that's a high ankle sprain. And then, oh, my God, he returned to play. It turns out, if you look at the ESPN, it might have been Tom Rinaldi, I don't remember, report. It turned out the attention was on right ankle, but it was a later lesser low-level left high ankle sprain that he left the game for. And yes, he walked off the field and had that surgery and returned, what, a month or six weeks later. Right. I mean... To his right ankle. 
Okay. Right. So it was right, surgery was on the right ankle. It was a left inversion ankle sprain right. that I was like, it doesn't make sense. It's not even the right sprain. So that's what we try and do. Parse out what's real or not real. I'm not denigrating the surgery and Kenny Pickett. Okay. High ankle. The ligament doesn't heal in two weeks. Now, if it's a mild sprain and now you have a little more support, okay, maybe you can return. The fact that it really is a high ankle puts in doubt his timeline for return as opposed to if it was a scope or something, a little loose chip or something. And a little longer for the back ankle, right? Because it's the the right ankle. That's the one you need to plant and turn and throw. And sure, but also, I mean, I don't know. What's the Steelers record now? I'd find it right here. I think they're eight and five now. Really? No. <laughs> they can't be eight. seven and five. Sorry, seven I'm giving them extra. Oh, one. So they're still in it. They're still oh, they're way solidly in it. In it. Yeah. What are they going to be in a couple of weeks? We'll see. Yeah, right? they said uh, Tomlin said he doesn't see it as a season-ending injury, but uh, definitely Mitch Trubisky going forward, including Thursday. Oh, um, Thursday for sure, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Yes, Bailey Zappi versus uh, Mitch Trubisky. The way matchup everybody's waiting for. Opened at 33. The total is already down to 30. Steelers by six is the, the side, but uh, Chargers covered six by only scoring six. So, I so covered five and a half by scoring six. If it the total is 30 and they're saying favored by six. Oh, we already looked up the 18, team totals, 12. but I, I want you to guess. Uh, oh, just, he just uh, found it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Say that again. Shaq Leonard is signing with the Eagles right now. Okay. After visiting the Cowboys. First game might be against the Cowboys. Yeah. A lot of linebackers. That's uh, interesting. So uh, so before we get to that, I mean, simple math equation, right? If it's six and it's 30, it's 18 to 12. Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's simple math. <laughs> Um, I don't see I don't see the Pats getting the twelve against the Steelers. Uh, we're we're gonna follow up with some sick insights on T.J. Watt. Uh, left the game with the ankle, came back a little bit, uh, but seen hobbled. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick played through the game with a left broken hand after coming back from his hamstring. He said they just put a cast on him and he was fine. Well, Shaq Leonard signing good for him. Interesting. It was either Eagles or Cowboys, and probably that Forty Nine er game helped, right? So he's gonna face the Cowboys, although. He's never been part of the Cowboys, but um, yeah, uh, look, we said it'd be in this season. We don't see Shaq Leonard being 100%. And this was my quote when I discussed it with Armando Armando Salguera. He did an interview. I said, yeah, but I don't see Shaq Leonard as being Darius Leonard anymore. He was pro bowler Darius Leonard. Shaq Leonard... You know, after his two back surgeries, he hasn't been the sideline to sideline linebacker that he used to be. Maybe he can regain that form, but if he doesn't, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's the same guy right now. And that's why we sort of were a little down on him in the preseason. But I will have to say, very classy of the Colts organization and Ursay and do the tribute and have him at the game and in the box. I mean, they did it the right way. I uh, got some fantasy names for you. Uh, Justin Jefferson coming back off by. I'm um, expected to be active that his whole window's up. Um, expect to be activated off IR. Any limitations in the first game back? No, I think he's going to be ready to go. The question is, is it Nick Mullins or is it Josh Dobbs? Who's going to throw him the ball? The question everyone thought they'd be asking themselves in week 14. <laughs> yeah. But for, I think he's ready to go. For a playoff contending Minnesota Vikings. So that'll be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Walker uh, missed two games already with that oblique and Charbonnet banged up his knee at the end of that uh, Thursday game against the Cowboys. Expecting either one of them to make it back? I think it's about time for Walker to to be close to, to being back. I, I don't know that Charbonnet's knee is that big of a deal either, but I think this may be the week that Walker returns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor out with that uh, thumb ligament surgery came out as UCL as uh your analysis uh, predicted um, they're saying three to five weeks. Is there any reason why it went from two to four to three to five? I don't know. I'm thinking under, I uh-huh. mean, you gotta let the wound heal, but, and it, the surgery as rap sheet said was needed because the ligament was flipped over the adductor tendon, whenever aponeurosis, mm-hmm. you had to put it back in the right spot. But once in the right spot, you can splint the thumb. I mean, he's a running back. And you could even still catch passes if need to. You should be able to pass block with it. 
I think he returns under certainly five weeks. I don't think he's going to hit IR. I think two weeks would be very speedy, but three weeks, I think with a splint, you should be good to go. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Colts are seven and five as well. Very alive in that division pending uh, Jacksonville tonight. Jacksonville's eight three, but Colts and Houston, same record contending for wildcard spots. Didn't didn't know that we'd uh, be talking about that at this point in the season, but kudos to them. Gardner Minshew getting done. Yeah, AFC South is, <laughs> you know, stronger than expected. The NFC South, not so much, right? Yeah, uh, AFC North, um, Joe Flacco made his debut coming back for the Browns. Uh, it's going to be interesting this week to track if DTR is clear concussion protocol, but is there a chance we see Joe Flacco for another week? Well, what would you do if DTR clears? Would you go with Flacco or go with DTR? Flacco. Flacco all day. Oh, you like Flacco now. He, he had some questionable deep throws. He was searching <laughs> for something, but it uh, gives you more to the offense than DTR. No knock to the rookie, but... Especially if you're, if it's dicey, you're not, he's not going to practice fully all week. I think Flacco's the the move. Well, there's no question if he doesn't practice all week, it's Flacco. No question, and Flacco's still learning the system, right? So he missed 21 throws. He missed 21 throws. Yeah, That's a lot. How many did he make? 23. Oh, so 50 <laughs> percent, a little <laughs> over, a little over. <laughs> yeah, but late in that game, it was pass only yeah makes it harder yeah amari cooper before the game said it was poetry in motion watching him drop back and throw i don't know that he's been that complimentary of dtr but uh dtr hasn't played a lot of time in the league so and amari cooper with his concussion yeah uh played through the ribs like we thought but got the concussion so he'll be one another one of those 22 percent chance to clear Mm -hmm. um without missing a game they play jacksonville next week Mm -hmm. uh get to the good call and bad call again uh you can Sign up for six picks. You also get sick data um, with all the field views, everything included. Um, Team so, had a good week, right? Props were yeah, six, six and three. Six and three on props. I'm highlighting some props on this one. Uh, won't talk about the Tennessee crazy disaster game that we're <laughs> all over for injuries. We were on the right side. Yeah, two block punts. That special teams coach has already been let go. You, oh, he was. Yeah. He was oh gosh. This morning. You can't. Yeah. He was. I'm sure he was screaming, not leaving the guy unblocked off the edge too. That bent the uh, punters knee the opposite direction <laughs> uh, and, and, and then that led to the mix extra point that would have yeah. won the game right crazy you, you would know out of anybody and the hold are you supposed to have the ball straight up or tilt it back towards the kicker well it depends I'll, on the kicker depends on the kicker but nowadays most of them have it tilted forward right. why forward i gotta ask the kicker man nah, i mean that doesn't make any sense to me like now, so. I, it's usually <laughs> forward really yeah wow i think the idea is you're hitting the bottom part of the ball and then the ball flight and it gives you a little more uh instead of rotational gives you more distance right instead of more yeah of, yeah because you're hitting the bottom of the ball wow wow kickers know physics more than i do so no i mean but but i don't think that the Tannehill hold was bad I, I know that was brutal that the broadcast was ripping him like oh i think the cadence was off like and, well they were like oh, he didn't put in the same spot well, it seemed like he did yeah. but you know here's what happens okay if it's a different holder uh it's like okay maybe i wait half a second to give him an extra split second to get the ball where i need it to be right and then what then happens is then you're hurrying your your swing through and then you end up hooking it right, right? and so uh, uh trust yeah. me to do my job if i'm the if i'm the holder just say don't give me any extra time i'll get it down i'll get it there yeah but he hadn't he held since college so <laughs> well uh, let me tell you something this is the nfl what okay let me ask this what's a bigger faux pas i'm not trying to bang on special teams coaches right. okay allowing two punts blocked or having the admission that no one else held no one else held practice oh, your right, backup right. you've never oh, right. you, you, you haven't never, you never run backup reps for the holder yeah yeah i mean you're showing your lack of coaching in that statement just for remember uh i believe it was the panthers oh like, that was doing the kicker tryouts before the game yeah <laughs> kicker tryouts uh, before the game it looks you bad. didn't <laughs> plan on that a little bit what about in houston the 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 one running back yeah. i mean yeah, right. Ogumbawale. 
he clearly kicked a little bit of practice, he did the job, yeah. right? I mean, that's this is the NFL. Don't you practice these contingencies? Yeah, those are, that's the Houston one is a little more understandable because it wasn't multiple guys like, oh, I can do it. Raise your hand. <laughs> like, it no, was, no, that it was, was the him, plan. It was him warming up and yeah. uh, let me get the so feel back. The, the Panthers one's a little on their side, though. The kicker got hurt less than two hours before the game, so they held uh, emergency little... But you know, wait, who, wait, you know wait, wait, wait. don't you have a depth chart? That's my point. Oh, it might be like, oh, this guy's number two, this guy's number yeah. three. You both need to warm up here and take some kicks in pregame because you know how much have you worked on a surprise? Not, not like, hey, raise your yeah. hand. Who can try? I mean, come on. Before the third quarterback rule, everyone knew who the emergency quarterback is. If two go down, it's not like you're having a conversation on the sideline. Oh, who played in college? Come over here, let's huddle. <laughs> Walker's on the team, and they liked him because he kicked a field goal in high school once. <laughs> yeah, so, before the game is not the time to. Yeah. In, in view of all the cameras and too, that's some you can find that those clips on YouTube. It's pretty comical. <laughs> uh, the good call of the week: uh, we had uh, CMC over seventy-two and a half rushing yards uh, against the Eagles. Despite their strong front, they do have uh, middle linebacker issues. Hence why Shaq yeah. Leonard signed there. He finished with seventeen carries for ninety-three yards and a touchdown after knocking a touch in the first quarter. So pretty safe on that one in three quarters of action. Yeah, good. Uh, bad call, unfortunately. Uh, Monroe St. Brown didn't go over his 82 and a half. Um, receiving yards against the Saints. Uh, Mark Slattimore was on, is on IR with a high ankle. That was part of the reason for that. Um, bad game script. Six, six targets, two catches, 49 yards. They only threw 25 times compared to 28 rushes because they had the early lead. Yeah. So rough break there. But overall, six and three in the week. So that's good. Uh, moving on to some big matchups next week. Um, Philly at Dallas. Dallas is favored three and a half in that game. Jalen Hurts came back, like we said, running out the locker room. A little bit surprising that he was in that game for garbage time. I, I enjoyed it for my fantasy team, but down three scores. Why He just cleared concussion protocol. Why are you letting him run around and do all these weird plays? So interesting. It's The game's in Dallas. Correct. And Dallas is favored by three and a half. Yes. Interesting. Dallas with the extra rest too, and Philly coming off a, a fighting sideline brutal battle. Big, I don't know. Is, will Big Dom be in Dallas? No, he doesn't travel on the road with them, right? Oh no, security travels on the road. Oh, he's going to get suspended though. He's not gonna yeah, be there, but he does travel. On oh, security. Oh, you, you travel with security guards. Yeah, you tra- travel with security guards. Safety, they do meet with hotel personnel. You do use some hotel personnel, but you know, this, who, who does the bed checks? Oh, okay. Security, not the head coach, right? <laughs> it ain't the head coach, it's security does the bed checks, right? And uh, uh, he protects them when they're walking in um, a ways, you know, tunnels and stuff, too. He, he well, protects them, and there's other security, too, but uh, he's the he's team liaison with what, them, yeah. And, and he's not the only security guard that right. goes. I mean, uh, there's so be fine without him. Well, it'll be someone else there, but yeah. I mean, I, I think, look, that was New York who phoned in. You got to kick him off the yeah. sideline because he can't one, encourage they were kicking the one at first. Yeah, and then they. The bottom line is he did push because if you don't suspend him, then every sideline guy in the league is going to be encouraged to get in a fracas with whoever comes to the sideline. I mean, you got to know your role. For example, if you're a doctor on the sideline. It is not my job, and I would never say that's a penalty. And so that's that's for the coaches <laughs> to say, right? I mean, that's for You're not other John people. at the refs. No, you should not be John at the refs. And uh, one time, I won't say who. One of our athletic trainers was John at one of the other players, and the player was kind of taken aback by that. Like, who are you? <laughs> like, you can get in a uniform, you know? Like, no, no, no. You you gotta. Let the players play and the coaches that are doing yeah. stuff. Uh, you gotta. I mean, my favorite always on the sideline is is uh, when your teammate goes down your sideline. Who's always the first one to jump in there and pick him up? We only know this because he called out. It was like the strength and conditioning yeah. coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the get back coach. Oh god, let me pick him up. I mean, you know, get it. I mean, oh, it's worse than basketball. No one can get it up without being helped up by their teammates. So. At least football, they get up on their own sometimes. No, it's all it's all good. No, I think Dom's going to get suspended. Yeah, uh, and that probably will make him a bigger cult here. Oh, hundred percent. Sell more they're merchandise. They're, they're already printing the T-shirts in Philly. You can guarantee that. He has his own uh, clothing line. I mean, free Dom and you know whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, 
I mean, Philly's a unique place. Yeah. Free cheesesteaks for life for sure, if not already. Got that there already yeah. I mean, <laughs> but but you we talked about it in the room. What is unusual about Dom is pretty much every NFL head of security for a team is a former cop. And and you guys looked it up and said he's not a former cop. But his two predecessors were. His yeah. two predecessors <laughs> were, and he worked up in the organization right. to the role. You can guarantee there's some cops in the family. I don't want to typecast, but seems like uh seems like it's a high likelihood. That's what it is around there. They're all cops and former cops, and they use a lot of former cops for the private security roles, etc. And there are definitely back channel phone calls. I'm not saying that anyone's dirty. Yeah. And you know, doing players favors or you know getting them out i'm not saying that but i'm just saying people look, talk especially i, I yeah. did this in the nfl which is oh we're thinking about this trade or find out about this guy whether it's calling his doctor in college or calling the doctor in the other team hey tell me about what's i mean mm-hmm. you know common courtesy kind you of use thing. your connections that's what you have them for that's why they usually had a security as a cop they can deal with all the local cops and okay what really did happen here well here's what's happened he's in big trouble right. or you know i'm not saying they're hiding and sweeping things under the rug and it's not I'm saying it's payola but it's information so what really happened here yeah he really wasn't that bad this is good or no he's in big trouble here this is what really happened well if you're the team you want to know about the jordan addison getting arrested for driving 95 before it gets out in the public so i feel like that's that's usually how they find out right you want to know and what were the circumstances you know get all the specifics so they can make a decision yeah where was he before they they know all that stuff you know uh kind of deal uh Fletcher Cox is kind of interesting. He played through his groin. Um, so even like Lane Johnson did pretty well too. Fletcher Cox, two tackles, sack, and a tackle for a loss after not practicing all week. Going to be a week better against Dallas? I mean, uh, Fletcher Cox, still we're more worried about his back than his groin. And, right. and Fletcher Cox, he's a vet. The vet rest probably helped him, I mean, yeah. you know, save him for the game. Uh, Lane Johnson, I have to give it to him, did very well, I thought, watching him. I was more worried about his left groin. Yeah, it was interesting. Nick Posa wasn't on the injury report, but there was a report that he got stepped on at practice and was nursing a toe injury. I don't think that would linger into next week, but big matchup against uh, the Seahawks at home for the Niners. So that's just one to track and one we'll have on sick insights. Uh, Buffalo at KC. Uh, KC came out of the game um, in Lambeau with the loss. Also lost Brian Cook with the uh, gruesome ankle injury. Drew Tranquil got the concussion from the uh, knee to the ear hole from AJ Dillon. So hopefully he can clear. And make it back for KC, but Buffalo has their own issues on defense. So it could be an interesting game. I think Nick Bolton should be back maybe for the Chiefs. So maybe the Drew Tranquil concussion will be less of an issue. But uh, Cox will definitely be out, surgery out for the season. Uh, but they have a Edwards, he said. Yeah. Yeah, they got some decent backups in the safety. Um, at safety. Brian Cook, yeah. Uh, I still say uh, it, it's the tackles for the chief the yeah. left tackle and the right tackle that are just i mean smith is out with the neck right now he, he, he was in and out in and out and the right tackles had his struggles might be some hiding behind health to be had there uh going back to philly real quick is it almost dallas goddard time with that uh radio head fracture they keep calling it forearm but his elbow right He's close. I mean, Here's what about Zach Ertz? Yeah, Zach Ertz is ready to come too, maybe. To yeah, <laughs> who knows? I mean, one of those guys. I mean, he's getting close. Yeah. I think Goddard's getting close. We always thought he'd be back. Um, uh, I would have thought that maybe Zach would have just, I don't know what his contractual deals Ball's are. looking at him too. Like they don't have Mark Andrews right now. So that's a spot that might give him money too. So. Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think the money's the big issue there. Yeah. Doesn't Arizona still have to pay him? Uh, yeah, they I would took think a little so. discount, a discount to be free. Arizona still has to pay him, I think. So, in terms of net money, I don't think he's playing for money because what Arizona's on the hook for, unless he can do the double dip at the end, it's not about the money, it's about the fit. And I would have to think better feelings in Philadelphia. Was yeah. Leonard the same way? He's looking for a fit between Cowboys, and then when that Niners game happened, Eagles probably gave him a little bit more money and then make get him over because he's probably even on both. 
Yeah, whoever makes the best pitch for him and yeah. you know the best situation. So yeah, I don't know the details there. I think it's a win-win for Zach Ertz. Uh, gets to find a new content team in contention and doesn't have to be on the field uh, next to Trey McBride because who, who looks pretty incredible. Sideline watching. Trey. Yeah, <laughs> Ertz still is coming off that ACL, so that'll be interesting uh, to see how he looks um, with the extra rest. I just want to highlight some big division matchups this week, and then we'll get to uh, Beast of the Week. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Falcons are minus two and a half. Sole lead of that division. The Falcons are, despite all the uh, all the talk about them, they are three and zero in that division. So that that helped them with the tiebreaker before. Um, and then Denver at the Chargers. Chargers favored by two and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, interesting. I mean, uh, six nothing. Who would have thought? <laughs> we did. Well, yeah. we did have the under. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, we weren't saying under ten. No, I mean. <laughs> We were thought twenty would be safe, but under yeah. ten—that's crazy, right? Yeah, Keenan Allen didn't didn't do a whole lot. Remember, he had that quad um, came in the game questionable, and then yeah, Quentin Johnson was told the you that was. <laughs> there was a better that bet um, no touchdowns to be scored in that game. Oh, well, wow. was... astute. Yeah, uh, beast of the week. I got uh, two nominations. Will Levis. Uh, don't know if you remember seeing the play where he threw the threw the pick and then ran down and forced the fumble and got it back. Pretty, uh, that's I, good. I want that guy playing quarterback for me, yeah, and then uh, Minka Fitzpatrick playing through the broken hand. Um, said it happened in the second quarter, they they wrapped it up at halftime. They had about an hour and a half at halftime to figure out how to yeah, a lot of time. that. Yeah, you could, could almost done surgery on that. Well, yeah. all the delays in that game, you know, that's good, Minka Will Levis, but I might uh, single out Puka Nakao. I mean. Here's a wide receiver. You saw how he walked off holding his ribs and flank and like couldn't move, could barely move. Uh, so to me, he clearly took an in-game injection to return to play. And he did okay yeah. in the second half. No, thanks for reminding me. I had him on the list, skipped over him earlier. But uh, he had a rush for 31 yards, only one t- target in the second half. Still, I mean, the way he walked off the game, it was it was hard for him to lay down and get in bed, I mean, yeah. that night. And he took an injection to return to play. So I might give it to Puka Nikal. He'll be missing practice basically all week and then need a, another game day injection to play. But, you know, it's also in an era after Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, is eligible to come off injured reserve now with his ribs and mm-hmm. won't need a rib block. Does he take the job from DeVito? Yes, I think he does. Yeah. As soon as he's healthy right, and yeah. ready. Yeah. Is it this week or next week? Mm-hmm. We don't know. He's got the magical healing powers of Monday. Green Bay at the Giants on Monday. There's two Monday night games this week. Oh, the extra day. Yes. Extra, extra day. So that helps. <laughs> I think we've better. shot down that myth on this podcast before. But. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything else, guys? That should be it for this yeah. end of week 13, headed to week 14 podcast here. Chugging along here. Um, some interesting football. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, get back to fewer injuries, but it's a pretty significant injury week here. Or has there been enough guys injured already that uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to say. But uh, uh, sick insights for all your fantasy stuff and playoffs and different things and uh, sick picks and the props. You guys always have something going on there. Appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll see you at the halftime injury chat tonight.